All right, hey everyone, welcome back to season three, episode one of the Music Production Made Simple. Again, this podcast is all about learning how to make beats with FL Studio. You can definitely follow along even if you don't use FL Studio because we are mainly focusing about making beats and what that means is melodies, custom drum loops, and yes, we need to learn the arrangement, the mixing, the mastering, but we are really focused on how to make powerful beats with our custom melodies and our custom drum loops, all right? Everything from scratch around here, no pre-made drum loops, no pre-made MIDI packs. We just learn how to become real music producers, understanding truly how to play the piano, how to make our custom drum loops, and then how to make it sound good, right? So again, welcome back to season three, episode one. This title, uh, this episode title is called Digital Spring Cleaning. For the past year and a half, I have been going through my website, itsgratuitous.com. My website is a dedicated platform to learn how to make beats with FL Studio. There is 30 beat making courses on there, and there's also books. There's this free podcast. This podcast just kind of keeps you updated with itsgratuitous.com. And if you would visit itsgratuitous.com forward slash blog, you will see that there is now a library of so many free FL Studio tutorials. They're very in-depth. They have quick videos. That's usually my goal. Simple, to-the-point training. In this episode, I want to talk about digital spring cleaning. We hear about spring cleaning all the time, every year, right? You go through your house or whatever, and you have to organize, clean up, and kind of figure out what direction do you want to go in your life. Sometimes you acquire things and you realize, I don't need this anymore. And you got to essentially just either just get rid of it, clean it, reorganize it. And in the digital world, for uh, us as music producers, there are a lot of files that we can acquire. And especially from me starting to do more heavy uh, education regarding beat making, I have a lot of different folders going on over time. Things get built up especially with videos. Videos can be very large, especially the original recording. What I've been doing for the past year and a half is going through my website, deleting old posts, cleaning up old images, old videos. That stuff is done now. So again, welcome back to the podcast where hopefully I can keep very consistent here. I usually try to release these every Thursday. All right. So if you would like to follow along, Again, you can subscribe wherever you want to learn how to make beats with FL Studio, okay? So what are some things that I was doing for digital spring cleaning? Now, when it comes to a music production computer, you always have to have your auto backup in place, all right? People don't want to hear about this stuff, but it's very important because your computer is essentially your online business or essentially your online digital life. If your computer were to fail today or your hard drive fails, how long would it take you to get back up to operating? All right. You have to understand that if something goes wrong in your computer, first of all, do you even know how to fix it? Because being a music producer, it is so important that you know how to do some do it yourself on the computer. Otherwise, what happens is you have to bring that computer into a shop that's a lot of trust you're putting into a shop. Like you are essentially trusting them with your information. 
I would not want to hand my computer over to somebody. And computers are actually pretty basic to understand in that regard, such as, you know, we don't, we only have basic components in there, such as a CPU, a motherboard, power supply, some RAM, and probably the most important one for us is that hard drive, right? There's a lot of privacy going on there and, you know, a lot of copyright that we are not wanting to share publicly. In this online world, you have to understand that you only want to share what you want people to see. You do not want to be sharing things on your hard drive that you want to keep private. And when it comes to the cloud and your own local hard drive, so these terms, you have to understand the difference and you have to understand what you're really doing. Because like I said, digital spring cleaning, that's what I've been doing for the past year and a half. I think I ended up deleting over 200, 300 gigabytes of space over 10,000 files, all right? So I'm not talking just like a little digital spring cleaning. When I was creating all of my courses, there was a time there where I was, I think I was releasing a course every week. And that's how I accumulated so many beat making courses. Everything from, again, from absolute beginner to like, let's say arrangement, safe spots, which is all about drum loops, FL Studio Mix Workflow, learning all about like the mixer. And then there's tons of little filler in courses all throughout there. And they're all pretty in depth. And like I said, I was super organized in such a way to be able to create really fast. But when I was going through it, it's just things get unorganized very fast, especially once things start growing like that. And for example, you guys may know that when it comes to music production, I create beat tapes. And the reason I like to do that is for one, it is amazing for practice. The art of putting together an album, that's slowly kind of going away in the industry. People are typically just releasing single songs, like single releases, and they're kind of missing that element of how to transition from one song to the next. What order should you put the tracks on your album in? And then when it comes to the mastering, you want to kind of get all like those levels sitting right. And it just allows you to really learn the beat making, learn the mixing, learn the mastering, learn the arrangement, right? And so all my beat tapes were actually very, very organized, but my music wasn't really public. You were able to access it on like Spotify and stuff. But on my website, I always like to have those beat tapes for free because I used to have them called free beat tapes by gratuitous. And then when I wanted to release them on Spotify, and I didn't release them on there for money purposes. I just released them for convenience. But because I originally had them called Free Beats by Gratuitous, they declined them. They said, we cannot have a beat tape called Free Beats because these online distribution companies are in the business of making money, right? And so I had to change it to Beat Tapes by Gratuitous. So if you have ever seen my beat tapes where they're Free Beats by Gratuitous, and then you're like, well, why is it Beat Tapes by Gratuitous? That is the reason is because I was forced to change it if I wanted to put it onto streaming platforms so that you guys can easily listen to them. But again, on my website, they are free to download and I finally was able to get all of them listed. If you visit itsgratuitous.com forward slash music, all the beat tapes, all the albums are available for a quick one click download. You don't have to sign up with your email like if you would want to get into some more uh, kind of 
you know, beat making training. Most of my stuff, you either have to sign up with your email and that just allows me to kind of follow up with you. Again, you guys can always unsubscribe from my emails, uh, but I try to keep things simple to the point, high quality education. Another thing I want to say quickly about uh, the beat tapes is I released. So FL Studio has many cool things built in just besides making beats. Like they have a lot of cool features such as the Z game editor visualizer. This allows you kind of to do like Adobe After Effects for your beats, but you can create really cool uh, videos based off of your song's audio. And I released all of them for my beat tapes, all of them for my albums. Now, if I ever release a new one, it's really easy just to kind of copy the template, change the colors, just change the audio, obviously, for that new release. And then that allows me to continue to keep flowing like I originally used to. Uh, again, I have nine beat tapes now. There's like 11 beats per beat tape. What I'm trying to say is it's all about having a clear mindset. So when I say this digital spring cleaning, you have to understand that if you're not organized, you have really no clear direction. When you wake up, if you go on the computer, you don't really know where you're going, right? People kind of say it's like you're spinning your wheels, like you're on the computer, you're doing things, but you're not really doing anything. And being organized and having a clear direction, that's where the spring cleaning essentially is just like in the real world. If you do spring cleaning on your home, right? You go through the attic, you go through all the boxes or your old clothes, you know, all that kind of stuff. I essentially did that for my computer. I was looking at my hard drive. I was thinking, how can I get my computer set up to the point where if something does fail, how long would it take me to get back up and running? On my computer, I have a backup system in place and it literally takes what's called a system image backup. And if my main hard drive, because nowadays, even still to date, we're still using two hard drives on our computer. We have a solid state hard drive for that main C drive, right? That means that we're able to load our, you know, Windows fast, FL Studio fast. Most plugins are now becoming VST3. Uh, Serum is now VST3, which is cool, as well as Silent One just recently released VST3 as well. And what that is meaning is not really much for the user too much, but it does have to be installed into the common files folder. And what that is forcing us now to do is put uh, those VSTs on our SSD for very, very fast loading. And what I'm just trying to say is, for that solid state hard drive on the C drive, if that were to fail, I actually have a solid state hard drive just ready to pop in and restore an image, which I back up every single day, right? And it's all autopilot. And you just want to get yourself to a point where your music production computer is just running clean. You know what's going on. Remember, when it comes to all our different plugins, it's so easy to think that, oh, you need this plugin or this plugin. My recommendation, like I always say, you need to have a high quality suite of plugins, but you don't need all of the plugins. You just need to have the tools that allow you to do the job. And my recommendation is the FabFilter plugins. You want to get one of those bundles and use FL Studio, and then you're going to maybe want to pick up a couple virtual instruments. You don't need too many. Now, what I want to really also say clearly is when I really first started making beats, I used Romplers a lot. I really liked Nexus. I used Nexus 2 all the time back in the day. 
And then I'm currently on Nexus 3, but I think it's on version like Nexus 4.5. So you don't always have to update right away because as you've probably discovered with this technology stuff is people are releasing things so quick. And then what happens is there's so many bugs and then eventually they get ironed out. But essentially the people who upgrade right away, you guys are kind of like the tests. You are reporting the bugs, the bugs get fixed. And then that's when I would like to upgrade. For example, Windows 11, should you upgrade to Windows 11? I have not yet. And the reason is because, first of all, I'm on quite an old music production computer. It was built in 2017. But what I want to say is because I have purchased a solid computer at that time, it's allowed my computer to still sit today and operate very well. It allows me to create my high quality courses and tutorials, videos, allows me to easily do these podcasts. So if you are ready to purchase a music production computer, it's wisest to purchase a very good computer at that time because it will last you longer. So back to the plugins. As a beat maker, you need to have high quality tools that allow you to do what you really need to do in audio. Most people really don't understand that your DAW's stock plugins are fine for getting started and even for making beats, they're fine. But when it comes to a typical DAW's built-in stock mixing plugins, they're typically usually lacking in a sense of being able to access all areas of your audio. And what I'm really mainly saying is like mid side mode, being able to EQ the left speaker different from the right speaker, all from a single plugin. And again, that's like what like the fab filter suite of plugins would do, but it's a big jump, right? I'm not saying it's not a big jump. It is expensive, but it's just about like, like I'm saying this digital spring cleaning. If you check out some of my earlier courses, my plugins were still pretty organized and I was still very careful in the amount of plugins I would bring into my music production environment. But even in recent years, again, with this digital spring cleaning, I went through all of my plugins once again, and I was actually pretty aggressive. And I said, do you know what? These ones are going in what's called a deprecated folder. And if you're new to that word, that's heavily used in the development world of like websites and coding and applications. There's actually a couple different types of deprecation. There's like soft deprecation. In other words, we're going to slowly phase this out. And then there's hard deprecation, which is saying it's like this thing has been done since version three, right? So now we're on version four. That was a very old feature. It's no longer supported. Anyways, I have been essentially deprecating plugins that I no longer want to use anymore. And my reason for that is one, you don't need to have tons and tons of plugins because bugs. And the thing is, there is bugs all the time in all software. Number two is licensing. Sometimes some of these plugins that I was using, I just really didn't like the licensing that they were offering. I really don't like all these companies starting to make you install their software in order to activate, download, and stay up to date with that plugin. They kind of make you feel as if it's like, oh, you can download our software. It keeps it all up to date and everything. But in my opinion, it's just another piece of software on your computer that's always connected to the internet that can be updating whenever it wants. I don't like that. I really liked when we just got a zip file which had the executable, which we can install, 
activate with our license, a simple license, right? Usually it could be like a, you know, 16 uh, character code or whatever it is, as long as we can activate that plugin easily and even offline if possible, but just being able to easily activate that plugin, that was a big thing for my choice in the plugins that I was no longer wanting to use and the plugins I wanted to keep. Now, always, always, always make sure that you are keeping the executable files. If you are installing plugins, deleting the executable file, because now you think the plugins are installed and you're good to go, you are going to run into problems in five to 10 years. You have to think long-term, right? I've been doing this for many years. I've been educating for many years. There's a lot of new people always coming into the platform and I always see the same things. And that's because on YouTube and in these videos, these people very often are new in their videos or they're just coming out and they just kind of do music as a hobby. I treat music production very seriously. Like it's, it's an online business. It's fun. And I, you know, I want to make sure that my music is high quality. It's also very easy to maintain. I know exactly where everything is. It's not super expensive. One thing also just to quickly mention is subscription plugins. Any music production plugin that is forcing you to pay for a subscription, understand that you actually do not own that plugin. And if you ever want to open up your projects again, you have to activate your subscription to open these music projects. Again, that is a business mindset selling you. And then it's new people into the industry buying these plugins and supporting this because they don't understand. It's not like other industries. Music production has been you download the plugin, executable file, you install it. For VST2, it was a DLL file. You can easily activate it. You could install it typically on however many computers you have. For example, if you have your studio set up and you also had a laptop, the workflow was just so easy. Subscription plugins, very dangerous. I would highly recommend staying away from them. If those companies offer what's called a perpetual license, in other words, you purchase it once, they have given you the right to use that version of the plugin Maybe they uh, will charge an upgrade fee for every major version, right? So a major version is from version one to version two. A minor update would be version one, version 1.1. That's a minor update. Version 1.2, minor update. And those are typically either adding features or fixing bugs or improvements and stuff like that. Major updates typically are what they call breaking. And in other words, like sometimes like they're not compatible and there's kind of a gray area there. Every company kind of treats those updates different. But I'm telling you, I'm speaking only from experience here. I personally went through a huge digital spring cleaning regarding my music, my plugins, uh, my website, my computer, my files. It took a lot of time. And because I originally started with my website, beatstruggles.com, that was way back in the day. When I first started with that website, I had no idea how to run a website. I didn't really understand about images. I didn't understand about trying to keep the file sizes of those images small so that the website loads fast. What type of image format to upload, right? We have like a PNG, a JPEG. Over time, you start to learn like what are best practices for that industry. And 
I was dealing with the learning mistakes in my early years. And now the website is fresh, up to date, super excited. I've been able to create a lot of content. Typically the YouTube channel is trying to encourage you to visit the website, to join the platform. Like I'm saying, there's 30 courses and in behind the scenes, which you are not able to access unless you are a member, there is so much training there for you. I have my course pathways, which breaks down the order to watch the courses. And I know that it's helped a lot of you guys out because when you reach out and you're like, oh yeah, this is so easy to follow along. There's no ads. I try to keep the videos straight to the point. And I really talk about these important things, which we've talked about in this episode, such as keeping your computer backed up, right? Make sure you always have an external hard drive or even an internal hard drive that is a backup drive. Make sure that if any of those hard drives fail, that you have an image, a system image that you can quickly pop in a different hard drive and you load that image and you are good to go. If something were to fail on my computer, like a hard drive, I could be up and running within a couple hours or at least within one day. And that's pretty good turnaround time. So you just kind of have to think about that. Are you organized? Is your digital life organized? Have you shared links that you shouldn't have shared with people? Or if you have shared links, it's really good to go through and kind of look like what are you sharing and what should you break those links? Like, you know, don't allow those links to be active anymore. You want to go through, clean up your digital life. I'm telling you, it was not easy. And that's really the main reason why I stepped away from season two there. So welcome back to the podcast, Music Production Made Simple. This is season three, episode one, Digital Spring Cleaning. If you would like to learn FL Studio, I'm a recognized FL Studio trainer. I've worked with a Grammy-nominated artist. And I have tons of my own music. If you would like to check it out, you can visit my music at itsgratuitous.com forward slash music. All of those beat tapes are now free to download and check out the videos. They're really, really cool. Again, that was all within FL Studio. People don't realize that FL Studio has a lot of cool built-in tools besides just making beats. Or if you would really, really like to learn FL Studio and join the platform, you just visit itsgratuitous.com forward slash courses. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast going forward. Always feel free to reach out with any questions. My email is hi at itsgratuitous.com and I'll talk to you in the next one.